Hey folks, just published Friday's podcast, what, yesterday? I think it's a pretty good one, you tell me. But folks, I asked you today some questions, so I want to know what war are you fighting? What war are you preparing for and how are you preparing for it? Um, for those of you who are in a war, you might be in a war. You're like, no, I'm not. You might be in the fight of your life. You got arrested for something you're innocent of. You know, your wife cheated on you. You still got custody of the kids and you got to pay alimony. Or maybe you're the husband. You got to pay, or the wife, you're paying palimony. That's what it's called when the guys gets it, right? I think that's what it is. I don't remember. Maybe I'm just trying to sound smaller than extra words. But if you're paying palimony, alliteration, alliteration, right? That uh, makes you want to puke, right? Alliteration. Let me stop. But seriously. What war are you fighting? You know, have you identified your enemy? Do you have an enemy? Are you the enemy? What are you doing with your time? How are you handling this matter? How are you making it work? What can you do? You know, there's a lot of questions. See, the thing is, I see a lot of people who are angry and they're, you know, my spouse left me and my dog died and my sister hates me and my cousin is my sister who slept with, you know, whatever. I mean, I'm being foolish, right? Whatever, but... Seriously, folks, you need to know what you're fighting so you can know how you're going to prepare. So let me give you an example. So generally speaking, you're not going to have your emergency survival preparedness set up for something you won't deal with. So I was in New York, we had a hurricane. I managed to get me some stuff. So when I hit Florida, I already had some stuff that made me feel a little more hurricane prepared. We had the first one in like 100 years in Florida, in New York. It didn't really affect me, but it hit my parents, lost power. Because a tree branch hit a transformer. I had people I knew who lost power. There are people who, you know, the staircases, not staircases, the, the trains running on the ground was flooded. All kinds of stuff happened, you know. It, you know, you got to be prepared, right? But for the most part, you weren't worried about hurricanes. You worried about the blizzard, you know, the cold. Maybe you worried about riots because, you know, people were like, you know, the Black Lives Matter or this one matters or that one matters. You know, people were tearing up because they were anti-government. You know, you got different stuff, right? You know, if you were in a deep south 50 years ago, you had to worry about the Klan, let's say. So things are different. You know, you, you got to plan for what you're going to deal with. You know, if you're in New York, you're not really about hurricanes, you're about other stuff. You know, if you are if you live in the rural south, you might need to know more about how to travel, read terrain, you know, compass, what kind of animals are out here. There are coyotes, you know. Like in New York City, you're not going to see no coyotes. You're not going to see that. You know, you might have some pit bulls running loose, stuff like that, but it's a, it's a whole different realm. You know, you're not going to worry about no big snakes like you might have in you know, certain parts of Florida. You know, things are different. So you need to know... You know, if you're in the fight of your life and it's a legal battle, you're not going to start training with nunchucks because you can't beat the lawyer up to win your case. All right? But you might need a second job so you can give that lawyer 25 Gs that he's going to want for his retainer to fight your case. So that's a different story. You feel me? That's how these things work. You know? If you think your wife is cheating on you, maybe you get a private detective. Maybe you put a tap on your own phone line. It's not a tap. You know, there's ways to get your data. You put a keystroke. I knew a, someone in my old job, and their their baby daddy basically put a keystroke on the laptop, and it read. It was able to read all the conversations she was telling all her dirt to people on, like let's say, like some kind of instant messenger or emails or whatever. Now he never got into her software. He never needed to, because the keystroke read everything that was touched on the computer. So what war are you fighting? Who's your enemy? Do you know who your enemy is? Now, you're like, oh, Tony, that's harsh. It's not an enemy. You know, we had, we had kids together. I love her, blah, blah, blah. I always will. Yeah, I get that. But if that person's trying to ruin your life or is doing different things that are going to affect you directly, what are you going to do about it? 
how are you going to handle that situation? You have to make decisions. There's, there's just, there's no, no middle ground sometimes, folks. Now, if you can save your marriage, by all means, save your marriage. But make sure you're not the enemy and you're delusional lying to yourself. Because if it's over, it's over, folks. And you need to be aware of where you're at. You know, have you been blind all this time? Were they cheating for the last year? Were you ignoring them so they stopped caring about what you think? I mean, different things happen. It's life. Life sucks. I'm not going to say it doesn't, but it does. But, you know, what are you going to do? You have to make a choice. You have to make a decision. This pawn shop has one of the dopest 90s Impalas custom... Uh, what do you call this? This is a custom... Oh, chopper? Not a chopper. Custom... Whatever you call it. Pretty nice. And then they got a Volkswagen thing? No, it's not a thing. It's one of the Volkswagen vans. Looks like it has no seats to refer to. But, yeah, it's car crash. Car cast, so you get some car clash with the content of topic, choice, blah, blah, blah. But seriously, folks, who are you fighting? What are you fighting? Why are you fighting? Let's do that one. Why are you fighting? So, you know... What, forget the tactics. Why are you fighting? What are you fighting for? Are you fighting to save your family? Are you fighting to see your kids? Are you fighting for reputation? Are you fighting for a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B? Like, you might be fighting yourself in your head. You know, we have thousands. If you have 24,000 thoughts, the majority of people are at least 60 to 70% negative, not more. Are you fighting for control? Because you know what? The real battle's in the mind. Let me tell most of you that. Some guy in church, he's like, you know, he was praying for you. He's like, you know, the devil doesn't have control of your heart. You you know what your heart is. He's like, the battle for you is in your mind. And he was right. The battle's in my mind 99% of the time. It has nothing to do with what's going on anywhere else but what's in my head. And that's just, you know, it's I can be my own best friend and my own worst enemy simultaneously. And I'm aware of that. You know, I'm trying to change that because no one's going to save me if I don't save myself. It's just that simple, folks. It's not a complicated matter. You know, there are people who would pray for me. Yes, I believe God has saved me. But when it comes to the everyday struggle, the fight of trying to change me to be a better me so I can lead my family and be productive and stop, you know, sometimes being, you know, folks, I can be brutally mean to myself and I can be very negative, I'll be honest. And I think, I think a lot of men are and they think that that's normal and it's acceptable. No, it's not. It's not okay to talk down to yourself. It's not okay to not respect yourself. And you're like, well, I don't do bad things to myself. Yeah, well, how much do you tell yourself you're worthless? I know a lot of guys, but man, I'm always messed up. I'm always this. No, you're not. You made mistakes. You're moving forward. You got to count your victories. You know, it's, there's the people at, at AA or NA it's, it's day by day. It's hour by hour. It's every drink I didn't have. It's not, oh, I this or I didn't do that. Or, no, no. you got to accept your sins, atone for them, and then you got to stack bodies, like I said, right? You ever had a stacking bodies podcast? Sometimes you got to stack your victories. And sometimes the victories are simple saying, I'm not a bad person. I'm okay. You know, you got to get out of your own head, folks, because you will destroy yourself, right? And your negative thoughts, you know what's going to happen? <clears throat> Pardon me. You know, I get parched when I do these in the car. But here's what's going to happen for a lot of you. Let me, let me school you on yourself and how a lot of men, I think, are. Women probably too, but I'm not a woman, so I can't tell you. But So you're going to drink, right? And your spouse is going to hate it. Or you're going to you know, smoke your reef and your spouse is going to hate it. Or you're going to other, whatever. And I'm trying to stop, blah, blah, blah. It's not that big a deal. I still get paid. I still go to work. Yeah, okay, whatever. But it's still causing strife in your relationship, right? And if you're still smoking the old school with using papers and stuff, you're burning stuff. And I think, if I remember right, you don't even get a... You lose 70% of THC when you burn... Uh, the green friendly stuff that people like, right? So it's not even efficient. You're basically throwing money down the toilet. You're burning up your own money. You're literally setting fire to your money. You're working to set fires. Ridiculous, because you're not a fireman. Which then, you know, you'd want to set fires because you have more fires to put out. You have more work, right? Oh, it's called job security. I'm joking. I'm joking. But seriously, so you're doing all your stuff, right? And you're like, okay, I'm not going to drink for like 10 days. 
I can do this. And then on the tenth day, you drink. You're like, man, I'm horrible. Bro, you still went nine and a half, nine and three quarters. You still did something. And if all you do is say, man, that was wrong, man, I messed it up. You know what happens? You're probably going to have another drink the next day. Now on day 11 through 25, you're drinking. Because you keep telling yourself, man, I couldn't even make 10 days. I'm horrible. And I, I've known a lot of guys who that's the problem they have with pornography. They won't they won't look at it for a while. And then they'll be like, man, I made it 10 days. And on the 10th day, they look at it. Because it's something in the way your brain is triggered. Because a lot of these things, these addictions you have, regardless of what kind they are, you've trained yourself that there's a result that you like. You've become Pavlov's dog. You know what that is? He trained a dog. He rings the bell. The dog knows his food. So the dog comes. Well, the dog would do whatever it needed to be. Like, if I do task A, I get result B, which makes me happy, which is C. So there's porn or coke or, you know, even insulting people or lying. You're training yourself. You know, that's why I did a podcast a long time ago, maybe three years ago, I think it was. And I'm going to write a book about how addiction is power. Because think about it. If you could train yourself to do all kind of foolishness just so in the end you're hurting yourself, but it feels good because you've taught yourself that. Or maybe it does feel good. You know, you drink, folks, you're poisoning yourself. That's why you get drunk. You feel all hot when you're drinking. Your body's actually dropping. You're feeling your heat leave your body. So your body's actually getting colder. You feel me? So it's like there's a whole way these things work. But you've trained yourself. So if you could know, think about it this way. If you were a crackhead or heroin addict, and think about all the things that you, you hear stories that people did, right, to get more dope, to get more junk, to get another fix. Think about the power that you were willing to... Oh, the drug had the power over me. No, no, it did. I'm not arguing that, folks, but think about it. You went to war with everything you knew and loved to feed an addiction that you knew wasn't good for you. That's addiction, but it's also some it's 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 there's some willpower in there. And I think I'm gonna catch a lot of flack for saying that, but if you think about it, how low were you willing to sink to get the things you want? If you could go that far in reverse, how much further could you go in forward? Tell me that. How much more could you accomplish when you have an actual purpose? You know, it was a purpose-driven life by Rick Warren, I think. That's a good, real, good read. If you've ever, uh, well, I read it in small, no, we called it the cell group. Then it became like small group formation or something like that. But we called it the cell group. Like a little, not a cell, like a splinter cell or a terror cell, but like a little small cell group. You know, a little, you know, a bunch of us praying in the upper room. So the spirit come type stuff, right? It's in the Bible. Just read it. After Jesus died, it happened. You can read the New Testament and catch that whole story. Just get the cliff notes. Learn something. Just so you get the points. I'm not going to spend 20 hours talking about it. but And yes, you're going to hear a little more religious Jesus type uh, Christianity, Christy, blah, blah, blah stuff. Because it's in my head. It's my podcast. And I know a lot of guys who listen to this believe in Jesus. That I speak to who, you know, the four of you who are always listening, thank you. <laughs> that aren't my wife. You know, but no, it's it's. I have a lot of, I know people that listen to these on a regular basis. Maybe not all of them do listen. And almost all of them believe in Jesus. So it, it, this is for them. And if the five of us win together, it's still a victory. I'm still helping. And they give me feedback, so it's cool. And you know what? A lot of times, this is uh, this is one of the tools I have to fight my fight. Because I'm telling you about my struggle. Maybe you learn. Maybe I learn. You tell me something that you're doing, and then I get better. And you know what happens now? We're both better men, better dads, better spouses, better leaders, better fathers, better caregivers. You know? So you set an example wherever you go, folks. I'm working with kids right now. I watch how I say, what I say, everything. Because some of them don't have fathers, some of them do. Some have bad fathers, some have better fathers than I am. Some have better fathers than I'll ever be, it's possible. But you can learn from everyone you're with, and they can learn from everyone they're with. So I try to treat these kids like they're, how would I want my kids taught, treated in school, right? I wouldn't want to be mean to my kid, I wouldn't want to touch my kid. 
being abusive. Like, oh, it's not abuse. Well, maybe it wasn't abuse in the 80s, but in 2024, it is. You know what I mean? Things are different. You know, when I was in school, I think we had prayer in school first off. I remember the teacher would put you in a corner. You know, stand in the corner, face in the corner. Um, they put your gum on your nose or eating gum in class. That was grade school, though. But I think that only happened, like, first or second grade. It wasn't, like, every class. But, you know, when I was in eighth grade, I think, seventh or eighth grade, you got caught chewing gum by a teacher. You had to take gum out from under the table. So on Friday, which was like a half day for us, before you could leave, you had to get, you know, you get, okay, you got a room 301, 302, and 303. And what you're going to do is clear all the gum off the tables from underneath. Here's a scraper. And here's some tissue. Now, you don't want to touch somebody's gum in somebody else's mouth. Yuckies. And that was, you know, that was the punishment. I don't know if that's even legal now. I mean, everything's about how kids feel. It's ridiculousness, but it's redonculum, right? Redonculum, you like my word? I got a patent then. Trademark, copyright infringement, whatever. But folks, what are you fighting for? See, in every action I take, I'm trying to fight against the moral decay of society. And I've talked about this, I think, more on my YouTube channel. I had a whole, like, six-minute podcast. The moral decay of society demands that you become a better man, leader, and be more prepared, blah, 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 right? Because if I can save two, three people, so those my family, I have a stronger tribe now, right? Who's your tribe, folks? Your tribe can help you fight your war. Why wouldn't you want your tribe? What do you lose by having one? See, some people, they don't want a tribe because it opens up to weakness. They can turn on you, right? You ever seen The Walking Dead? That dude, his wife was sleeping with the other guy they thought he was gone. That guy tried to ghost him, tried to smoke him, whatever you want to call it. You know, that guy now plays the Punisher. Is Frank Grillo? I don't think it's Frank Grillo. Is it Frank Grillo? I don't know. Whatever. But, you know, Carl's dad owns us shanked by his best friend slash fellow cop. Because, you know, when things go bad, a lot of people are going to go bad. And folks, you've seen them fight. Over TVs at Walmart, what do you think they're doing? Their kids can't eat when they can't eat. You know, the world is 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 morally decayed, folks. It is horrendous. And if that offends you, don't listen. I can say whatever I want. I'm not even getting paid for these right now. These are mine. But the world is a cesspool. And the only way to fix it, okay, put it this way. You know, you take your pool cover off and the water is slimy green and nasty, and there's dead frogs, so they snuck in all your pool or winterized pool cover. You can dump all the water out or you can purify it, right? We can't kill everyone, right? God already did that in the Old Testament, right? Flood the earth, everyone died, 40 days, 40 nights of rain. You know, Noah looked like a conspiracy theorist until the rain came, right? What I want you to do is I want you to pretend that rain is just starting and Noah's got his ark out and you're the third monkey. You got to fight because there's only, Noah, if you ever read the story, you ever heard it, he only took two. When I was a kid, the song, but two by twos, the animals, the animals, they came in by twosie twosies. It's got to take two of every animal and creature on the planet on the ark with you. And your family and your, you know, your his tribe of people, probably some family and some friends, you know. You know, my brother-in-law and his brother-in-law type stuff, you know. And you all get on this boat and everyone was gone. Everyone was gone. So imagine the fight Noah had, right? He had to fight people who thought, people were calling him names. They thought he was nuts. He was waiting wasteful. Right? Think about that. Man, you look crazy because everyone's like, you're crazy. If everyone's telling you you're crazy, if you're not careful, folks, if you're not fighting in your mind, you'll start to believe when they tell you who you are. That's why the war in the mind, folks, you have to know who you're fighting. Are you fighting your parents who told you you were worthless all the time, that you were stupid? See, because your parents weren't guarding their words. Or maybe they're just doing what they learned. Or maybe they're just old school. Or maybe they were messed up in the head. But it is what it is, right? It's not, it's not anything we can, you know... You can cry about what your parents did, or you can try to get past it, 
and figure out how do you become better and how do you beat that. Maybe for you it's therapy, maybe for you it's the bottle, but the bottle's not going to get you so far. You know, drugs and hoes and all that stuff, and even clothes. Buying your, I'm going to buy fancy stuff and be a rich, successful person that my parents never were because they were blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. You can only get so far. You know, you can... You ever watch Star Wars? There's power in hate, right? Darth Vader was super powerful. And what did he have to do? He lost his life, but balanced the force after just damn near destroying the world, the, the galaxy, killing people he loved, hurting people he loved, losing much of himself, right? He was massively powerful, right? But look where he went. So you know, you can you can feed off revenge. You can feed off of anger. And I'm not saying you can't. I'm not saying maybe it's not a useful tool. You know, it's it's it's. You know, shark or sheepdog, right? Sometimes, you know, Bruce, Bruce Lee, <laughs> Bruce Wayne changed, trained with a lot of sharks. Bruce Wayne learned from Lady Shiva. She was a, a murderer, an assassin. But you know what? You can't stop the bad guy sometimes unless you are the bad guy. And that's what a sheepdog has to do. What do you think a cop does? I'm going to go out here and protect people. I have to kill people. I might have to kill people to save other people because the sheep need guarding. You know, I can't think of his name. I'm going to call him Carl's dad. But, you know, Walking Dead, they're about to. You know, kill Michonne and his son, and all of them would probably rape his son. They told him, we're going to rape your son and the chick. Do whatever we want. We've taken all your stuff. That guy close to me, he had to bite his neck. He basically was one of the walking dead. He ripped the guy's jug of his teeth like the walking dead would do to save what he cared about. You know, it's a crazy scene. You see the blood. He's sitting there. You know, they managed to save, you know, he saves his people's lives, but it's crazy. He's covered in blood. He literally ripped someone's jug of his teeth. You know, it's one thing, you know, you're shooting people. It's one thing, but he literally killed this person. With an all-act of naked aggression because he had nothing to do because he was handcuffed or tied up, I remember. And that was the only thing he had. But his son's life and Michonne and his people, you know, that's it is what it is. You know, he had to kill another human in order to survive because the humans were going to kill him. Now, in that case, you know exactly who the enemy was. Shouldn't have been. The enemy was, you know, if you're in, uh, you know, if you're in Judgment Day, the Terminators were the enemy. Not the people, but you know what? You gotta do your fight, but folks, it, it isn't always be that complicated. You know, you can get ready for EDC. I'll give you an example. So I bought body armor, and it's probably the biggest waste of money I had because I don't know if I'm gonna use it. I don't know if I really need it. I don't know if it was worth the cash. I, I think it was. In the long term, you know, it's okay because I bought it with extra money I had, and I paid off a bunch of credit cards. I don't think I really wasted money. They, I got a really good deal on the first one. Then there was a problem with the shipment, and you know, they gave me a deal, and you know, they made up for it. I got like, you know, I got, I didn't get money back. I got a great deal. I must have saved, I don't know, 60% overall on two sets of armor, right? But I could have bought better stuff. I could have bought silver that's already gone up in value. I could have done 100 things differently. But at the moment, when I look at it, I'm like, I don't know if that was really, you know, three, three years later, let's say. Could I have bought something different that made more sense? Maybe. Now, I don't really get, you know, second-guessing yourself isn't worth it, but I want you guys to learn that, you know, it, I really thought that it was possible. People, you know, there were riots. There weren't really riots where I was, of course, where I lived very peaceful. Well, I was trying to plan for the worst outcomes. And realistically, what I should have been doing was learning how to navigate with a compass, get better at sewing, learn how to darn my socks, basically sewing your socks. My mom said to her mom, my grandmother, you just put a light bulb in the sock, right? So it was stretched out, and then she would sew it. Sewing, learning how to fix cars better. You know, learning how to do other things, learning how to read the terrain, you know, what animals have been through here. I don't really need that either, but, you know, do I want to carry 30 pounds of body armor, plus an AR-15, plus two pistols, Plus survival gear, plus flashlights. You know, how much weight can you carry? Would I have been better off buying? Uh, well, they actually sell them. So they sell kits that you can wear your vest, and then the plates inside isn't a plate, but the same size and weight so you can carry it. 
Should I have just been rucking the whole time? I spent the money in a better, you know, a Vector 2 bag? I forgot the company's in fact, I forgot who makes them, but, you know, do something like that, would that have been a better use? I don't know. But, you know, it's the same thing I was reading on, they're like, you know, people think that just they keep getting better gear, they're going to level up. No, you're not. Just keep training with that one gun. Dry firing and other techniques will take you a long way. The problem is everybody wants, I had, listen to that podcast, with all that gear and no game. If you're going to buy all the Gucci Glocks you can get your hands on, but you don't dry fire or go to the range, well, I don't have money for bullets. The bullets are sold out and they're a dollar bullet now. It used to be ten dollars for box fifty. I get that, but you can dry fire. You can try and just, you know, how fast you get out, out your, you know, how fast you get out your holster, how fast you get off your hip. You know, do your appendix carry. Do you practice it. Do you just walk around your apartment with it. Do you walk around your neighborhood with, with it in, with no no ammo per se, or maybe you get some dummy rounds, whatever you got to do, because you're used to carrying the weight. What are you doing? That's going to make you useful for that one moment when you actually need it. Because if you just got your Gucci Glock and you got your sights, and you know it's, you know, you can spend five ten thousand dollars on a pistol. You don't know how to shoot. You know, the guy with the high points. <laughs> bang, bang, you're gone. You know, this guy's got a $150 9mm handgun. And you've got a Gucci Glock and a Daniel Defense AR-15 with all the equipment on it. All the bells and whistles. And this idiot's not even a gangbanger. He's just a scared punk in his neighborhood that managed to get a gun. is going to take you out when things hit the fan. You know, what war were you, you know, you weren't even fighting a war. You were fighting yourself. You were, you were, you weren't even at war with ignorance when you should have been. Actually, you were at war with ignorance. You just didn't know. You were, you were telling them, oh, thank you so much. You, know, you were the idiots like, oh, thank you. You putting me in jail is helping me. I appreciate you feeding me, taking care of me. What are you talking about? So, well, it's not jail, folks, but you know what? You're going to trade your freedom for safety. You deserve neither. I mean, you can say whatever you want about that, too, but I'm right. It's a very, very simple matter. Very, very simple. You're trading away things, folks. And we don't even have that, that serious discussion. You know, you're getting drunk every night to deal with your feelings or lack of feelings or your past. That's making you feel safe because you're not feeling scared, right? Or maybe you always got bullies. When you drink, you feel empowered, right? I'm strong. No one can stop me. I'm going to the gym all the time and I'm taking steroids. I'm getting bigger. And no one's ever going to hit me again. And, you know, I was watching Big Orexia. You can watch it free on Amazon Prime. And this one guy, he puts so much synth on his arms and his chest muscles look horrible. And when they were talking to him, he was like, I used to get bullied. And I wanted to look like it. Now, he didn't do all that. He did some work, I'm sure. But, you know, there's putting in the work to get bigger. You could go learn to box. Folks, the money I spent, could I have taken boxing lessons? You know? Could I have joined a boxing gym? You know, there's, there's different things you can do. Got to cut my nails. I, keep, I like them long, folks. Now they're... I put my shank in my pocket. And then caught on something and broke on the little edge of the belt. They were, yeah. Playing with my kids, you know, roughhouse, of course, my nails are going to break. So you would think I'd know better, right? Can't do things the way I did them before. Whatever. But see, even that's a little war, right? Why don't I keep my nails all long and pretty and polished, which I've been doing since I was 15, almost 30 years. I do my own manicure. I paid for it maybe like a year when I was in college. That was it. But, you know, if I'm going to be playing my boys and it means my nails are going to be messed up, you know, I might as well keep them shorter. You know? That's a little war. But who are you fighting, folks? Are you fighting your ex-wife? Are you fighting yourself? Are you fighting, maybe not an addiction, just a habit of alcohol because that's how you deal with your fear instead of taking steps that will stop? Because maybe you've got a Gucci Glock and you drink all the time. Now, if anybody comes to the door, I'm not scared. I'm just going to smoke them. Okay. And three of them come through your door, one through your back door. And you don't know how to aim. So you get shot. They take your Gucci Glock and all your stuff. Now, they shot you in the abdomen, so you're bleeding out a little slower, right? Because that's a... Uh, 
you know, I was talking to Cobb, and he had, uh, they'd given him a smaller vest cover, basically more like your chest section. And the rationale is it's, it's easier to conceal, it's less weight for you to carry, more breathable, and also if you get shot in the, you know, in this part, this you're going to die fast. If you get shot in the gut, we can get you and probably save you like 9 out of 10 times compared to like, you know, 1 out of 5, let's say. So 90% death versus 20. You see what I'm saying? So the numbers is all math, folks. All math. But that's what it breaks down to whether you want to admit to it or not. It's very simple. So it's not a complicated thing. Why are you doing what you're doing? What can you do better? How could you make things work better? You know, are you fighting your fears? Are you fighting yourself? Are you fighting the fact that you're afraid and you don't want to change? Because stopping that drink is going to be hard for you. Because stopping that marijuana will be hard for you. Yes, I said marijuana. I still say reefer. Yes. I know it's bud or dabs or whatever the kids call it. I don't do this stuff anymore. I'm a very mediocre uh, partier. Very mediocre. I'm telling you, I, I can sit in my chair and do almost nothing to be happy. You know, my eyes were so the other day. Uh, eyes felt strange. I was playing a, a matching game. I matched the flower to the flower. And I looked at my weekly report. I was like, I'm playing too many video games. That's a war I got to fight where I use my time more precisely and make sure I sleep more. Because I'm going to what? I'm going to wear out my eyes. And how am I going to aim at somebody? It's not going to happen. Yeah, World War Three might not happen. There might be riots where I live. But I said, you know what? I was telling my, my brother, I was like, some of the stuff I get, the gear-wise, this is just me trying to be MacGyver. Like, an 18, like, a Night Rider, like, I thought it was cool. I was watching Night Rider with my kids when they had it on Netflix a year ago. Night Rider, you know what? Michael Knight was picking locks. 18 picking locks. Sherlock Holmes, he's picking locks. Girl at my job, she locked her keys in her car. The guy charged her, I think it was 60 just to show up, another 100 or so, just to get her keys. It took him maybe a 20, 30-minute drive and six minutes of work. Not even, probably like three minutes of work. Maybe six, including the conversation, collecting the money. So for six minutes, no, we're going to say for 30 minutes, including the drive, he made $160. Which means for every hour, right? So that's half an hour. He makes $320. You can donate plasma and make about $25 an hour. You can work at Walmart and go about $17 to $18 an hour. You can work at Circle K or Racetrack and make about $13 to $15. They're $1,000 sign-on bonus. You can work at a call center. You can be a sales agent. There's all kinds of ways to make money. Are you not going to go back to that sales job because you're too good for it now? Who are you? Are you not going to donate plasma because it's not worth your time? Who are you? You're broke, right? You don't have no money, right? You're hungry, aren't you? Your kids need more, don't they? So there's all these different things that are going on. And you're just too good for them. Or you're just not lying. Or you're lying to yourself. Is that a war that you're fighting? You're lying to yourself about everything that's going on. You don't want to tell the truth. How bad things are. Everything will be okay. I'm just going to have this drink tonight and tomorrow I'll do my problems. I don't have to worry too hard. Everything's going to get better. I don't need to worry. I can take care of this another day. It doesn't matter if my kid sees me doing this because he'll learn better because I'll teach him one day. I always tell him, don't be like daddy, you better than daddy. So he'll be better just because I tell him that. Keep telling yourself these stories. Keep using your drugs. Keep watching your porn. Keep lying to yourself. You know, your wife doesn't love you no more. It sucks, but you know what? You got to move on. Life comes at you fast. You ruined your marriage. Can you fix it? If not, make sure you know what, you know, make sure the flaw is okay. Like, how can you make the kids better? You know, it's not easy. What can you do about it? It's life, folks. I'm giving you real scenarios. You know, it's, you got it fired. You're going to lose your apartment. It's going to happen. Can you sleep in your car for a couple weeks? You got a friend's house you can stay in? You got no credit. What are you going to do? Can you take out 10 credit cards, get the apartment, and then file bankruptcy? You can do that. But do you want to? Couldn't you just work two jobs and get the credit cards? I mean, there's ways, folks. I messed up my credit to survive out here and fixed it more or less now. You know, I'm trying to give me a house, but I need to get a down payment too, folks. So I got to work and I got to make more money. Because unless my wife wants to work, I want her to be at home. Or I want me to have the hours I have now, which is 8.30 to 3.30. And I'm on the car right now because I'm still recording the podcast. So I'll be in the house. But this is 
almost 30 minutes in, but everyone is fighting a war. So first off, be nice to people. You never know how that war that they're waging is hurting them, helping them, or hindering them. Alliteration. You got to be careful, folks, how you treat other people. Because they're in, everyone's in a war. Everyone's in some kind of war. Now, you might be winning that war every day. Shout out to you. Give us some more points. Tony at ChainAdvance.com. Hit me up. Let me know. But a lot of people are losing every day. And it's because we haven't been shown how to win. And I say we because there's days when I lose too. And I'm only spending the last... You know, I, I've been... Fighting to survive. And I wasn't thriving. And back in the day when my hashtag, I used to use Thrive or Survive. Because it's one or the other. I remember one of the teachers, she's like... What's the point? You can't do one or the other. That makes no sense. I'm like, you know, whatever. And she didn't get it. One of the assistant person was like, yeah. He's like, I get what you're saying. He's like, you thrive or you survive. So I was so focused on making sure I survived. Having the gear to fight rioters. The food in cases of hurricane. You know. Weapons. Flashlights. Batteries. Gear. 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 Money. Working. That I wasn't enjoying my life. Now if I take my kids out for food twice a week, I shouldn't. But I don't mind. Because... Time is money, and you know what they love? Their kids, chicken nugget, uh, kids meals with a toy. And then when I was doing a toy, my, my young one that came, wasn't a toy, it was like a puzzle almost. But you take the shape, like it had a camel, the camel's letter was W. It had a monkey, the monkey's letter was R. And then it's like a code word thing. So you can do stuff. So even the little things you can do. Plus, make them happy. Now, I'm trying to teach them finance. So yesterday, I did a video I got to show you all. It'll be on YouTube channel, Changing Advanced, in about an hour or two. And they got about $40 worth of stuff. They wanted to buy ice cream, they wanted to buy brownies, and we had snacks, and we had ice cream. They wanted something specific. They wanted to spend money on toys. So they each spent $10. They each spent about 15 or 20 I taxed them each 15 My tax said, you're going to give me money out of your savings, out of your piggy bank. They get money from the books from my mother. They get money for birthdays. People send them money for the holidays. All that kind of stuff. Done. Someone sent them gift cards. I used my card. So now their gift cards, I'm going to use to buy groceries. But they still spent about 40 and between the two and put out 30 Then today, they're sharing. So I was like, hey, guys, look, you both got toys. If you share the toys, you each have double. So if you each have five cards and you share it, it's like ten cards between the two of you. If you want brownies and you want ice cream cones and you share each and you each have ten, you can each have five of each. Or whatever amount you want to trade. But see, now you have two different snacks that are one snack just for you. Because you share with your brother and he has brownies and you have ice cream, you can each have brownies and ice cream. You can put the brownies on top of ice cream. My son's idea, he's a smart man. Now some cold stone does that. There's something he's thinking on his head people are charging a fortune for, right? What war are you fighting? Who are you fighting? Why are you fighting? How are you going to win? I'd like you guys to answer that. Tony Change in advance. Let me know, folks. My war now is against my poor choices. My war now is against being negative to myself. Not giving myself the love I need to give myself mentally and emotionally. Spiritually, I'm getting there. Physically, I'm getting there. And I lost the weight, all that kind of stuff. I'm doing better things. I'm in church all the time. And not just because going to church is good, but connecting with the body. It's it's useful. I think Ray Higdon, you can find on Instagram, told him I was lying, that they've literally proven that going to church benefits you. It has a lower morbidity rate, lower death rate, normal, I guess mortality and morbidity, whatever. You know, comorbidities like people who died from COVID who also had diabetes and high blood pressure. It wasn't just one that killed them. It was that all three combined, right? It's like you get shot and set on fire at the same time. It kills you, so it's two things. Whatever. You get the point. Are you fighting a two-fronted war? Let me tell you this. Germany tried it twice and lost both times. You can't fight a two-front war. So if you're dealing with alcohol and coke and showing up late for work and not doing your job and not respecting your wife and not taking care of your kids and not taking care of your body, you're going to lose a couple of those wars, if not all of them. And that road after the war we're trying to recover, 
look at Germany historically, man. It was harsh. You lose, man. When you lose the war, remember, to the victor goes the spoils. Those who win the war write history books. Our people remember you for being, man, that guy was a jerk. All he did was drink and get high, lost his kids and lost his job and went back to his mom's couch. Like, man, this guy messed his life up and fixed everything. And look at him. He's a six, seven-figure earner every month, every year. Look at his kids. They have their own business. They learn from their dad. Look at his wife. She's happy. She has her own business. You know, she started her business. Now she does life insurance. They have money. Her husband is a stay-at-home dad. And he also works at the golf course that he likes practicing a swing. And that's what he does when he's not with the kids. The rest of the time, he's cooking and cleaning the house. I can clean all the time, folks. I'm back at work, and I'm doing a lot of cooking and cleaning. You know what? It's whatever it takes to make my family safe, secure. Safety is not just Gucci Glocks and armored vests and safes full of bullets and silver and American Express cards and good credit. Touching your kids and reminding them they're wonderful. You know, touching their face and looking at them and telling them, I love you. You're excellent. You're my blessing. I tell my kids all the time, you guys are my blessings. I'm not blessed with good health and good genetics and good looks and all this stuff people want to talk about. I'm blessed by having my kids and my wife. I'm blessed to have a family. I'm blessed to have food in my house. You know, folks, that's another reason. Let me tell you that before I get off. When you prep, right, you have extra food. If you lose your job, you've got food sitting there. So if you always have 50, gallon, 50 pounds of rice in your house, you now have 50 pounds of rice in your house. You know you're going to be able to eat that for days at least. You can have some peace of mind knowing you're not going to starve right away. So that's a war you can fight in your mind. By prepping, you can fight that war and have ready for the hurricane, ready for the riot, ready for the economic downturn. And you know, you say, man, look, I planned ahead. I feel good. And now you give yourself a small victory. You're stacking those bodies. What are you fighting? What are you fighting? Who are you fighting? Why are you fighting them? And how are we going to win? Tony at ChangeInAdvance.com, Change Advance Podcast on all the major channels, and of course, Change Advance on YouTube. Peace.